some uh Judas Priest all up in ya painkiller really one of my favorite intros to a song ever uh mainly mainly just because it has zero chill no chill at all um yeah a little Judas Priest for you I don't know I was in a I was in a metal kind of a mood um, yeah, anyways, as you could tell, there's a serious lack of Mitch going on in this episode, so we're going to do another weird one. Uh, yeah, Mitch Mitch had stuff come up, and uh, I kind of just thought, like, well, instead of putting everything on hold again for a week, I just kind of thought, like, well, why don't I just, I don't know, why don't I just hop in and do an episode by myself? Um, will it be anywhere near as good? No. Um, but um, I guess in my mind... I kind of just seem like, you know, I'm I'm trying to keep myself in the habit of like coming, you know, like getting into my studio, my little studio every Sunday and and working on, you know, something knuckleball, you know, related. Um, even if, you know, like in this instance, it's very different and very odd and very weird. Um so with that being said, yep, it's just going to be me today. Um, we'll just see how long it goes. I, I plan on, you know, not making this go on long. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyways, well, I wanted to, why don't, why, I mean, why don't we just do what you're drinking? I mean, really, who are we kidding? Um, let's just get into that first. So... Today, I am drinking. Oh, wow. I didn't take any time to figure out how to actually pronounce this. The the Elaison, the Elaison Space Dust IPA. I know this one is really popular. Like, I know that Mitch has had this. Um, I have no idea how to say it. I'm realizing that now. Um, but it's, I know it's a popular... Like, it has a little picture of a hop character um, who is sort of spewing hoppy space dust around the bottle. Um, so that that kind of seems interesting. Um, space makes me think that it will be light and airy, but I guess we'll see. So the Space Dust IPA, uh, the hopping is pure Starglow energy with Chinook to bitter and late and dry additions of Citra and Amarillo. And this is an 8.2% beer. I I feel like IPAs are kind of the 
the like dabbing of like the weed community you know what i mean like so ipas just have like no chill and it's just like why drink a beer why drink <laughs> why drink multiple beers um and then get drunk and vomit why why don't we put that in just one package and that's kind of how i feel about ipas which is pretty much why i kind of don't like them oops so i'm gonna pour this out get it all up in here god i just don't think it's as interesting with one person there's nobody to fill the air so this is me talking constantly well like i said i mean it's not going to be a super interesting episode but i just i don't know i want to record something like i said i'm trying to keep in the habit so you know i'm gonna try to keep it short i mean i have a i have a little episode planned out so we'll see all right let's try the space test let's see what's going on here it's not bad it's definitely an ipa um and some of those really weird bittery part oh man no i don't like that it's just way too bitter there's no refreshing element oh man yeah that's just that that is the typecast of ipas i don't like I, I just don't know why I just don't like when it's just all bitter just just bitter all up in ya. you know it's there's just nothing else there um that's that's why I don't like them that's really why I don't like them um but anyways regardless um it's not terrible it, it's a decent beer it's not what I want right now for sure so I'll drink probably half of it and then drink a yingling yeah, anyways, uh let's uh let's kinda get into it. Um I just uh I just have some notes, so I'm just gonna kinda do the the normal format of the episode really and, and, and just get through, you know, some of the stuff. Let you go on about your day. Um So yeah, I kinda updated you guys about everything. I mean nothing's really changed, you know, I think um I don't want to, you know, nothing, nothing major is going on with Mitch at all. Um, he just kind of had something come up that he was unaware about. Um, and uh, that's totally cool. Uh, you know, like I said, I just, I don't know. I just didn't really feel like putting it off for another week. I was like, well, I'm not doing anything. Um, I have a weird, a rare occurrence of having uh, a three-day weekend this weekend. So I was like, well, I, I've got time to record. I'm going to just record a solo episode so really nothing interesting there we're wanting to get back into the swing of things i actually really liked how the quarantine episode uh went um it was really cool for me and um me and mitch i'm realizing that my headphones may be up way too loud um me and mitch uh actually talked about it and it was really cool because like i didn't know what he recorded and he didn't know what i had recorded so he got to hear things from my perspective and I got to hear things from his perspective and it was really cool um, to kind of like hear it together. And it was funny because we we didn't discuss what we would talk about at all. 
Um, I mean, the only thing I really told him is like, hey, I'm just going to give kind of an update and just kind of talk about where I'm at and kind of what's going on with me. And that's what Mitch did. But it was hilarious to hear how on like so much of similar wavelengths we were on. I think you were hearing us kind of just admitting like that we were kind of burnt out with, with just life and all the stress of everything. And and, you know, but it kind of like especially after when we would both listen to it. Um, afterwards we were both kind of like, yeah, like, you know, let's, you know, let's keep going. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep, you know, let's not roll over, so to speak. Um, and it sounded like it kind of gave Mitch a little bit of like a, of a boost. And it kind of gave me a little bit of a boost because I have a really bad habit of assuming. So I, I, not that I assume the worst in people, but I assume that like, you know, that's why that's what's going on. I, I get I assume that maybe the worst has happened is a better way to put it. So it was nice to just hear like Mitch kind of go through kind of dealing with the same things I'm going through and, and vice versa. Um, just solidarity there. And that made me think like, oh, OK, well, I don't feel as bad as like, you know, times where I've just needed a break from the podcast. And, you know, it, it, it made me kind of be like, yeah, like we're we're both kind of dealing with the same thing. Um, we're not you know we're we're both wanting to do the podcast and work on stuff but also right now it's it's not the most important thing in the world um so it it was just a cool thing to hear um and i think we definitely walked away with a better like okay like yeah we 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 should keep you know doing this (laughs) because i i'm not gonna lie i was contemplating like you know where does this end um because we haven't put a whole lot into growing the podcast really yet Um, and a lot of that just kind of comes down to that time factor and life factor again. Um, but you know, I think my goal is just, I would like this to reach people and have people who listen fairly consistently outside of our sphere. Um, that would be really awesome. Um, but obviously, you know, I am, I am thoroughly in love with the support and feedback that we have gotten from everybody in our sphere. And I think it's a fun thing. And this is probably a morbid thought, but I do think about it is one day me and Mitch will die and we'll have hundreds of hours of us bullshitting with each other. And I think weirdly enough, that almost, you know, is is kind of worth it because it's staunchly different from the first episode. And we are both in very, very different places in life. So uh, it's kind of a trip. It's kind of a trip to look back on. I'm, I'm very much a nostalgic driven look in the past kind of a guy, which sometimes is not good, but I'm excited when we hit our trajectory again and we get rolling and, you know, we can really hit like a big milestone, like a hundred or something. I really want to go like all out for that one. That's just some thoughts about the podcast. Kind of wanted to throw this in here. I have. This is going to kind of relate to what this episode is going to be about. Basically, the whole theme of the episode is talking about shit that's not important, okay? Because I just need to do that um, because I have opinions on everything and, you know, I don't want to talk about serious stuff and everything going on right now. I kind of want to keep it lighthearted. So I just, you know, I want to talk about shit that doesn't matter. Um, So one of those things is I have been so freeing, like going back and forth about getting a MacBook. And it's hilarious. We we devoted an episode to talk about how kind of against Apple I was. 
But I started to think about it, and I was like, you don't have to buy the the newest Apple product. And I know, and I think in a lot of ways, you maybe shouldn't. Um, I mean, I guess if you have, it, I think I did realize that it, when it comes down to it, if you have the money and you know what you want, there's no shame in buying it. And I would never rag on an Apple person just because they like Apple. I think the issue that I have sometimes is there is a snootiness that happens with Apple in, in, in the Mac operating system at time from people. And that is very annoying. And that even comes from the company. So that I don't dig. That gets really, really annoying. Um, however, I've had an iPhone 7 for a long time. Um, cause I've, I've kept the thing running. Actually, there was a mass recall on it. I had to take it in. They pretty much gave me a new phone, which was a good experience, but yada, yada. Um, I, I, I really just wanted more organization. I wanted more connectivity between all my devices. So I got really tired of like having a completely different setup on my desktop, a completely different setup on my laptop and, and yet an even other different setup on my phone. And it's like, well, this is just hard to manage. Like I don't, I can't find anything I want. I can't find anything I need. And you know, one thing that really boosts my creativity or boosts my, my production level of of things is organization and i've done a lot of physical organization recently so now i'm kind of wanting to do more digital um organization so to me you know iphone has come out with i believe it's called the iphone se and which basically is an affordable iphone that maybe isn't like as powerful or have every feature of like an iphone 11 or what have you but it is very comparable for the price point. And it's actually like really exciting for me. It's like, you know, if Apple started to do that, like we're going to give you a little bit of a stripped down version, but we're going to make this good kind of a thing. I, I would be a lot more interested in Apple because there are a lot of things I do like about a Apple. And I don't think the ecosystem is like as terrible as a lot of people would say it would be. Um, it, I'm sure it's frustrating at times, but also... I'm also kind of looking for the ecosystem. I'm looking for that connectivity where I don't have to worry like how am how am I going to get this file to my computer? Because sometimes it's difficult. And when I'm downloading stuff on my iPhone, you know, and I want to get it to my desktop, it it actually can kind of prove kind of difficult and what I end up doing is just using third-party apps. But it would be really nice to just like, you know, file drop something onto a MacBook. Um, and I don't have to worry about it. And, I, you know, there, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits there, but I mean, going back and forth, um, because even buying an old outdated MacBook is still expensive, which is kind of part of my problem with this whole thing. However, what I have done is I've kind of abandoned Google Chrome, which is really surprising for me because I know like in that episode or, or one of the previous episodes, I gave Mitch a lot of shit for not using Google Chrome because I just don't understand. I mean, it like it, to me, it just is the best internet browser. It just works the best. It's the quickest. You have like add-ons and extensions that you could, you know. It just it. I just didn't understand. However, um, recently, Microsoft Edge did this huge update. Okay, and. I got kind of curious, so I downloaded the new version of Microsoft Edge. Now, is Microsoft Edge just a new Internet Explorer? I think so. <laughs> However, I switched over, man. I'm using Microsoft Edge on everything. 
I'm using it on my desktop, on my phone, on my computer. And now all that connectivity that I was looking for, all of a sudden is happening now through Microsoft Edge. At least with like emails and calendars and, you know, things like that, like contacts even. Now I have all my emails in one place. I have, you know, my calendar and it's all shared. And it's and it took a, it was a learning curve. It, it doesn't work in inherently intuitively. Like I, I wish it was definitely easier to do and set all that up, but you know it still does work. Um, so yeah, with all that being said, though, um, I was kind of like, oh, and 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 then I realized that there's even like more connectivity with certain apps that I didn't realize. So I'm kind of coming around to like I think this is what. This is the part of like Androids or Windows or what have you is there are really good third party apps that do the same thing. Does it maybe do it as streamlined or as, you know, as quote unquote perfectly, um, you know, as, as maybe Apple products or Apple things do? I don't, I, probably not, but I also hear a lot of feedback from people who are Apple and Mac users who are kind of like, you know, this app has never really been that great or, you know, this utility is good. I use it all the time. And then another person's like, I don't. It, it's just a really interesting thing. I've just been on a kick of wanting to. I got tired of having like seven different email apps and none of them really working the way I want. But then I use Microsoft Edge and it's just like all my emails just go there. And I'm, I'm using Outlook. So between Outlook and Microsoft Edge and all this stuff, it, it kind of comes together um, in, a, in a pretty decently way. So it's just like weird because like now the only thing I'm using Google for is like Google Docs. And if like Microsoft Edge was to ever invent a decent version of that, I'd probably just switch to that. Um, so, yeah, just kind of an interesting technological thing um, that is that has really surprised me. Um, I may still go that Apple route because basically I just wanted to use Apple products as a daily driver. So basically, you know, I use a, I use an iPhone. I use my MacBook to, you know, get on there and basically do the boring shit. And then when I want to play games and, and work on anything that what I would refer to as like more taxing actual work, I would, you know, use Windows and use my desktop. But I don't know. I'm once again, I'm back into the middle of everything because Microsoft Edge has shown me that if I really just look and research for third-party apps, I think I could just get this connectivity and it not be as bad. So just kind of a little interesting thing. But like I said, it's going to play into the bigger part of the episode uh, that we'll be getting to fairly soon. Uh, I am going to take a break. So Mitch, I'm going to make you edit this. Sorry. Spoiler alert. He did not. I like to keep the awkward pauses in there. Makes it real. Makes it, oh shit, he's coming back. Alrighty, and we are back. So I'm going to get this rolling. I, I feel like I'm just rolling on tangents way too much, honestly. So let's get this jab it a little bit. Uh, I wanted to do uh, uh, Eli an Eli's video game corner just to kind of update the people with the uh, only thing that's really important, uh, what video games I'm playing. So, cue... Don't tell me when to drop the cue. I'll drop the cue when I'm good and ready, all right? Also, how funny is it? I just want to start a podcast where I listen to Eli's like solo podcasts and do like commentary on them during editing um, and just roast him the whole time without him knowing it, uh, which is what's happening now. Uh, all right, anyway, here's Eli's Video Game Corner. Finish him. 
Outstanding. Welcome back to Eli's Video Game Corner, where, uh, once again, I don't think he plays any new game that's out. Actually, that's not true. So, what I've been playing lately, um, I have been playing a lot of COD, as the people would refer to it, the Call of Duty Shooter Man. Um, I've been playing Modern Warfare with my buddies. I actually by myself a fair amount. And honestly, I really like it. Uh, it definitely has its flaws, and, you know, inherently as a Call of Duty game. You're not exactly getting a whole lot out of it, um, but I think it's been really good. The Battle Royale mode, I do, I do think is good. I don't like playing it, <laughs> really. Um, I don't. I haven't really admitted that to my friends, um, but I play with them. We actually won one the other day. It's the first time I ever won a Battle Royale game ever, um, but it was fun. You know, it was, it was a good feeling to finally win, for sure. It, it was some vindication. Um But, yeah, I mean, I, I really like it. Uh, like I said, as a Call of Duty game, inherently it has, you know, flaws to it. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, I did start kind of a crazy journey of wanting to play through every single Kingdom Hearts game. Maybe not every single. The, the main majority of Kingdom Hearts games, because I started playing Kingdom Hearts 3 and really, really liked it. Um, and they actually release the collections of the, the older remastered games. Um, and it was on sale and I was like, well, this is just the perfect time. So I started going back and playing all those. First off, that storyline is insane. There's movies, there's a web-based game that doesn't exist anymore. That's actually the first game. I mean, it, it's, it's just insane, but it is very nostalgic for me to play any of the games and i do recommend them i can't even begin to recommend a starting point for you because i didn't even i had to research where to start because i wanted to play them in chronological order um and there's like friggin' 10 of these things i mean it, it, it's just insane the things they've done with that series but i wanted to try it i think it's a really interesting series so i wanted to give it a shot um and that one and 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 that ended up you know being okay you know i'm still playing through them so i don't have a whole lot of report there um other than it's insane um i would have a lot more feedback with bitch on that part because <laughs> i don't really know what to say it's like you either know kingdom hearts or you don't uh what else have i been playing um I've been playing like Halo and Mortal Kombat again, which is really weird because those are just very nostalgic lifetime games for me. So I've been playing those again with my with my best friend. So that's been kind of interesting um, just to go back and relive the glory days of Halo and Mountain Dew and fatalities um, still holds up, still holds up good. You know, it's it's just been that that's been really fun. Um, the only other interesting thing is that I have kind of made it a mission to get really good at Galaga and try to like even remotely achieve some kind of milestone high score. And I wanted to kind of like turn that into a weird YouTube series of me like teaching the game of Galaga to myself because I've never known any kind of tips or strategies. Like I only know the stuff that I do. Um... And I and I wanted to and I wanted to start um, I wanted to start uh, 
you know, like really learning the game to see if like, hey, could I maybe like get like kind of good at this game? Because it's my favorite childhood game. It's Galaga is easily top five, if not top three favorite games of all time. It's just a classic arcade game. I think it's one of the best. Um, I think it's very dynamic and hard, but in a way that's like really rewarding. And if you play it enough, you really can get good at it. Um, I don't feel limited in it as much in other arcade games like i don't like donkey kong because i hate the way jumping feels in that it doesn't feel good and it's very very difficult i hate donkey kong um i don't hate donkey kong i just suck at it uh pac-man kind of the same way there's only certain ways you can go um i like the mechanics it's just something about galaga i think it's just because i feel like i know it so much already now is why i like it you know, it's the one game that I feel like I can I can hop on there and get kind of far and show off a little bit if I'm having a good game and be like, yeah, like, you know, I play Galaga. Um, but I really, you know, do really like Galaga. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of it. The only other thing is I am playing a game called A Way Out uh, with the old lady, uh, which is just an entirely co-op experience. And, it, and it's very, like, thematic and cinematic kind of co-op based game and it, it's been a ball like you know is it the greatest game ever no but it's really fun it's not complicated but that's good for us because we want a game we could get invested in without like i i don't know if anybody's played a video game with a significant other but it can be kind of challenging especially if like they're not used to playing games or they're used to playing games in a very certain way it's very challenging to kind of coincide you know when you play games with your buddies and they know how to play games or they at least know the game you're playing you don't have to explain anything you don't have to wait on them and you don't have to be like well what do you mean you don't understand like what a skill tree is you know i mean that's kind of dramatic but that's what i mean though that's just an example um so it can be really challenging um but you know all in all yeah i mean it, it it's a great game for that because it's it's pretty simple it, it it's hard to mess up but even when you mess up it just sets you back and you just restart from where you screwed up um which is a good feeling and it's just like a fun thing to you know play so that that's been surprisingly good it's also made by ea so i'm surprised that it even is as good as it is because ea kind of sucks um i think other than that i did download forza 4 on my computer and played a little bit of that and i definitely have never played the forza game forza games i should say um never really played them and um i i i don't want to say i don't like racing games because i do i do like racing games um i just never have played them a whole lot um i played like the old need for speeds which i think are really good like need for speed underground is like phenomenal um and then a couple weird ones like there's one called test drive that isn't very good that i played as a kid and then there's one called stuntman which is the hardest game i've ever played um so yeah racing never a genre i really got into oh burnout burnout 3 is amazing amazing game um so yeah i never really got into those um save for a few um but yeah i don't it was beautiful and the physics are very hard but they feel very realistic um very 
fun. I was impressed by that. I was impressed by how good it looked because I'm not running the hottest setup in the world, but I tell you what, it blew me away at how good that freaking game looked, and it was it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's really all I've been playing. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to use this to segue into the main part of kind of what I was just going to bullshit about for a few more minutes and then kind of wrap this up. Um, I have found lately that with gaming, it's been really kind of like almost a stressor, which is a weird thing for me. And it's been like this for a while. And I, and I keep trying different methods of attack to sort it, but I'm paralyzed by the amount of options there is there. There is a thing. There is a word for that. And unfortunately, or a term, and I don't remember, but you know have you know having too many choices sometimes is a bad thing and i think i'm experiencing that right now with gaming pretty heavily and i also think just in the modern world there's just like too many choices and especially in a digital context and it gets really frustrating and like that's where like me trying to organize my digital life so i could be more productive and more organized has kind of like been this kind of frustrating endeavor uh for the past few weeks because it's like there's so many different routes I could take and so many different things. And, you know, I think competition and having the choices is a good thing. That's usually what drives, um, inventiveness. Um, but it's like still so freaking frustrating because it's like, to me, at least from my understanding, there's not like a company exists that helps you like declutter your digital life, or there's not like a, a minimalist digital ecosystem that really exists. Um, and, unless you're like Apple or you're Google or you're, and it's all these companies that, I mean, I guess if you like really converted to them could really help, but it's just like even making the jump or making that conversion is nauseating because you have to really sit down and look at everything that's important. And, you know, I mean, I'm just realizing how many times I put my email into, into whatever website just to, you know, do what I wanted to do in that particular moment. And it's just like so cluttered and maybe I've been irresponsible and maybe it's just taken me this long, but it's just like, I'm tired of getting emails from the same companies. I'm tired of getting really emails at all. I really only want there to be emails that are actually relevant. And I definitely think there's a responsibility for companies to not just flood people with emails about whatever the hell they have going on. Um, but nobody really takes that seriously to me. If you've ever unsubscribed from an email, it's, fucking difficult because you have to find it you have to click it and then it takes you to like a whole different page that is like a part of their website you've never seen it's like the dirty dingy basement of the website that doesn't even look legitimate and you're just like am i just you know installing malware like it, it it's just bizarre um but i found like in gaming now um this is a good illusion because like when i was younger you know, I only played one game for months and months and months because that's all I could afford. I couldn't afford there. There wasn't things like Game Pass and like Stadia or any of this shit. So now, you know, I pay a pretty reasonable sum a month to play games online and then also have access to this over like 150 game catalog that I could download these and try any time. And also the the pc game pass is a little bit different than the console game pass and yada yada i mean it's just 
there's so many freaking games and there's so many games I want to play. I want to try these games. Like even if I play like two hours of it and I'm like, ah, it's, I'm not going to play anymore. That's fine. I, I still had like two fun hours, uh, you know, in this game and I tried a different game. And, you know, when you're into video games, that's kind of a fun part of it is being able to try stuff and play games you wouldn't normally play and, you know, get out there and give games a shot or what have you. Um, just so you could have that conversation with people at some point um, and kind of see what's, you know, happening or you go back and play a game that you always wanted to play and you forgot about, you know, I mean, just examples. But when I was younger, it was pretty simple. It was like, well, I have money to buy one you know one kind of newer game so i'm gonna have to get it pre-owned i got like 40 bucks so this game is gonna have to be out for about half a year before i could buy it um and i'd buy it and that's all i'd play you know that's all i would play um because you know whatever multiplayer games my buddy were playing you know definitely i'd have that you know that was a must so you could play the multiplayer games um you know and obviously i had more time than to play video games but i i think it's just i use this as an example just because i think it's a perfect illustration of it is in the gaming industry things have really changed but now it's kind of like has this actually changed for the better or have we kind of gone down a bad rabbit hole like should i totally nix all this streaming service and even with tv shows too because it's it's the netflix paralysis right it's you scrolling through netflix and there being so many choices, but none of them really being that good. Oh, but then I have Hulu and kind of doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, how many streaming services am I subscribed to? And is this really better? You know, is is this limitless possibilities even better than really seeking out something that you want to watch or want to play or be entertained by? And then sticking with that. Um, I, I think that it's affected my concentration personally because I just am a scroller. And I just I want to scroll through Netflix until I find that gym or I want to I want to look at all the video games that are, you know, on Game Pass. And I want to look at my back library and I want to just find that gym that I'm like, oh, that's the one because that has happened before. But I would say it's probably happened twice ever. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't happen frequently enough. Um, so I really think that it, it's a weird thing. And I I'm, I I'm don't feel the need to live, like, in a, in a state of minimalism physically. But I do feel that way more digitally. Because there's so many things and so many options. Just, like, I need less choices. I need to basically be, like out of these three games that I want to play and want to beat and haven't got to sink time into, what do I want? Same with TV shows. There's these three TV shows I haven't watched. I'm going to pick one and start it. You know, um, right now it's just, you know, so freaking many. And I think that's why things like Tiger King and, and trendy things kind of really hop on because it, it makes the decision for you. Um, I personally find that kind of a scary thought. Like is Tiger King good? Yeah. And Tiger King is just the example. It's, with the quarantine and everybody being home, it's just a good example because it popped on Netflix. I would imagine 50% of people gave it a shot because it looked random. And then the other 50% heard about it um, as this really bizarre show. So to me, that's it, it's still kind of a scary thought, though. You know, as much as I love Stranger Things, like am I just watching Stranger Things because I really like it or it's like an institution? So now I want to be, I, I can't not watch Stranger Things because I'm not going to be able to talk about Stranger Things. 
you know, like, and that's a really scary thought to me because it's like, do I actually enjoy this media or have I kind of been brainwashed into enjoying it? Um, which is a little bit conspiracy theorist, but I, I guess that's what I'm just getting at is the more choices you have doesn't necessarily affect quality. And I think I'm realizing that. And it's a and it's and it's a hard thing though, because I also suffer from what, you know, people call FOMO, which I do think is a thing, which is fear of missing out. And I don't want to miss out on like a big cultural thing. And and in gaming that's a big thing too. Like, well, I don't want to miss this super cool all these fun like gaming moments that my buddies are having, but in the same sense it's like, well what but what do I want? And I feel that way about T V and movies too. It's like, well, do I need to watch the new stream season of stranger things or i want to go watch that show that i've been wanting to watch since forever and it's finally there and i finally can watch it why don't i watch that not watch stranger Things? but then i'm gonna miss out and everybody's gonna be talking about stranger Things. so yeah it's just that part of digital life is really interesting it's something completely new that we've never had to deal with before um and it's just been making me think a lot because I get it. Technology also immediately frustrates me. Like when, like I can, I can fix and troubleshoot problems, but when I'm doing everything correctly and it's still not working, I get really, really frustrated. And also it is really hard to have an ergonomic setup in a studio. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just, I cannot get my studio the way I want it to, to maximize my creative possibilities. And it is just the shittiest feeling and it makes me not want to work on stuff because when I walk in here, you know, I just, I almost kind of have anxiety because things just aren't the way I want. And it's like, I could, and then it feels like, well, if I throw money at it, I'll have the things I need. But then it's like, well, no, because that's only one element of this big puzzle. And, um, yeah, man, I don't, I, it's just something I've been thinking about a lot. So I've been putting a lot of thought into it. So some of this may sound really extreme, but I think anybody who works on anything or, or has a, has a hobby that they spend a lot of time on, I think can relate to the point of, you know, it's much easier to explore a hobby or, or be creative when you don't have that many choices. Like I don't have that many other ways of doing this. I can only really do it this one way. Um, or I know exactly what I need to be more creative, you know, to help me be more creative and, or to, you know, progress this hobby. So, you know, not having the choices is like, it, it, it's just streamlined. It's just efficient. And I think, you know, all these choices, all these options and, you know, working really hard to put everything into a space is, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult thing and it's just something I've been thinking about a lot. So that's kind of what I want to talk about. Once again, to me, first world problem, things that don't matter, but it's just the modern world. You know, eventually everyone is going to have a computer in their pocket. Like it's, you know, eventually even lower impoverished countries will get there. Um, it, I, I personally just think it's a matter of time because um, I think we're already kind of heading that way. So it's just the modern world. You know, it just it, it just is what it is so you know it, it takes more thought like your digital i i you know i talk to people at work or just in general about like your digital life is important like it, it is a thing you have a digital life that you have to keep organized and stuff otherwise you know you run the risk of being exposed to you know hackers or what have you or you know your, your information getting out there um i mean you could go off the grid completely but i don't know why you could still <laughs> 
have a Facebook and read books, which I think a lot of people are aware of how annoying, like, oh, I'm getting off Facebook for a little while. And I've done it, um, but it is frustrating. It's like, man, you could just, just don't get on Facebook. Like, you don't, first off, you don't need to tell us. Two, just don't get on Facebook. You don't have to delete it or deactivate your account. You can still read books and have a Facebook. They're not mutually exclusive. Like, you could do both. It's just how you manage your time. But I understand because I am very addicted to just opening something and scrolling through and information. And it is exhausting. And I think Mitch has a pretty good approach. I think that's why he's a really bad texter sometimes. Um, he's a good phone conversationalist when you get him on the phone. But he is a bad texter. And, he, and self-admitted, he would admit this too. But I think he does have he doesn't like to be on his phone. Whereas, like, I'm almost wanting to have this thing where my phone and my computer and my, you know, it's all telling me what I need to do for the day, um, which I don't know. Maybe I need to reevaluate. <laughs> I never learned the skill without computers, so I just assume computers will help me learn that skill. Um, but anyways, yeah, that was that was the main thing I wanted to talk about. We're going to wrap this up. This went on way too long. Um so I'm gonna talk about what you're cranking. Uh, I recently just found this guy, um, Jacob. I thought his name was Jacob Koye or Coyer. I'm not sure. He's British. Apparently, they pronounce his last name differently. Um, he has a song, um, "Time Alone with You." Um, it is a banger, super soulful. It's just this guy who's really kind of a, somebody referred to him as like the Jim Carrey of music, and I think that's a good way to put it. He's very eccentric, very all over the place, but he really, really knows a lot about music, and he makes this these super cool, soulful songs. He's a great singer, um, great pianist, like, um, really, really cool. If you're looking for, like, some soul kind of funky jams that are also, like, really intricate, because, I mean, it's just insane, uh, these arrangements that he makes, um, really interesting guy. Uh, so check him out. But other than that, guys, this is enough of me rambling. Um, I will catch you guys later. I'm hoping next week Mitch will be back. We'll be in full circle. We'll be in full swing. Getting back on the track. We have a lot of cool ideas. Um, I don't know where we're going to start. I know the last major episode we did was Things We Hate. We want to follow it up with Things We Love to be more positive. Um, but I just got too many too many cool podcast ideas. So we'll see. Um, but all right, guys. Until next time. Uh, what, what are we saying? Stay fresh, cheese bags. I don't know. I can never commit to a sign off. <laughs>